nothing wrong with mixing things up. It keeps you on your toes, as it says. So I um, want to start off by saying uh, good morning, FCC. How are we all doing this morning? We're all alive and well. Um, for those of you who do not know me, I was actually over here. Uh, my name is Patrick Daly, and uh, you may have seen me running around, um, helping out with the uh, worship ministry, playing guitar, and, and doing things behind the scenes. But I just want to, you know, I want to say how proud I am for having this opportunity to being able to speak with you guys this morning and also to be able to have the opportunity to uh, work with the musicians and singers. You guys have some absolutely wonderful talent, and it's just, it's, it's absolutely amazing to see what God is doing here in this place. Um, so this morning, uh, Pastor Dane actually previously asked me to continue going over the series titled But God, and I'm going to be continuing off the series this, um, this morning. So let's go ahead and um, open with a word of prayer, and then we will go ahead and get started. Um, Father, we're, we are so excited to be able to be here in this place. And just as we have heard the inspiring words, the lyrics to the worship songs, we want to transition to your word. Your word is truth. Your word is life. And your word is awe-inspiring. We ask, Lord, that you will speak through me, for without you I am nothing. Let the word of God speak to your people, Lord, for we are encouraged, uh, we're excited, and we are privileged to be able to read from your word this morning. And we thank you so much, Lord, uh, for all, all the wonderful things that you have done. We thank you for, uh, Lord, that all that you continue to do for giving us this life. May this message this morning be an inspiration. May it be a motivation. And may it be an encouragement for your people. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. So the verses that I'm going to be reading is from, is from 1 John. It will be from 1 John chapter 4, uh, verses 7 through 12. So go ahead and open up your Bibles. Once again, that is in 1 John uh, chapter 1, or 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And here at uh, First Christian Church, we do read from the New, Inter- New International Version of the Bible, so you are encouraged to follow along. If you do not have a Bible, there are Bibles that are under your seats that you can uh, follow along with. And if you do have a preferred translation as well, you are encouraged to read that as well. So let's go ahead and read the, uh, the set of verses here. So are we all there? All right. <laughs> Dear friend, it, it goes on saying, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is the special passage here. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. What a, what a really powerful set of verses we have here this morning. We have the Apostle John who is going over this idea of the love of God and how God showed this love for us. And it really comes up with the question, how are we to show the same kind of love? You have John who is talking about how we need to love one another and that we need to be reminded of this important detail. This important detail is that God loved us first and foremost. So where is the but God in, in this part? And that's actually going to be found in verse 10. If you go back to verse 10, it will say, This is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. So it doesn't specifically say but God, but it's the same concept here. And one thing that we need to take away as we unpack this set of verses is how God has loved us first. We need to see and we need to take note that John is showing he is showing in the passage how God has for us higher than the love that humankind has ever had. For God knew each and every single one of us before we were even born. And what's so fascinating is that despite our sin, despite our shortcomings, and despite our imperfections, God still does love us. And I want to ask you guys, isn't that absolutely powerful to know? I mean, think about that. Despite our imperfections, despite our shortcomings, and, and just despite all of our sin, the Lord still loves us. And it, it's amazing to me to know that the creator of the, heaven, the heavens and the earth, that he does love us. You know, a few weeks ago, we did have another guest speaker. We had uh, Dr. Grana from Hope International University. And he went over the four different types of views that people have for God. He was talking about how some people believe in authoritarian God, and then there is a distant God. There are these different views. And, and you know what's so interesting is it's crazy for me to know that there are Christians out there, there are non-believers as well, that actually believe that God is distant, that God does not want to have an impersonal relationship with you, and that God is just off doing his own thing, and he wants nothing to do with us. But the truth of the matter is, this is simply not true. Especially when we open the word of God and we see that the Lord God sent his only son he wants to have a relationship with us. And this verse, verse 10, as many other verses in Scripture, it goes to show that it is God who loved us, right? He loved us in the past, right? Even before we were born, he continues to love us, and he will love us. To me, that's amazingness. I mean, I mean hearing this, seeing this, and reading this, it's absolutely amazing to know that God does love us. And going back to verse 10, um, it, it's, it's like a parallel that you have with John 3.16, which is, it's almost identical. And I'm sure many of you know what John 3.16 says. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, to me, that's, that's very, very interesting to see that 
that there is this such a similarity between John 3:16 and then what we find in 1 John um, chapter 4 verse 10. I mean in the section back to verse 10 it says that that he that God loved us, right? And there's an and section there. He loved us and because of this and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's just incredible for me. And another thing that we can take away from the set of verses is the simple truth that God is love. And that's a very interesting portion. You will notice that in the previous verse, uh, verses that there is mention that God is love. If you look at verse 8, it goes on to say, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. That's very interesting to me because it, it does remind reminds me and it should remind us that God is love. Then you have verse 9 that goes on to say, how did God love us? He loved us by sending his son. And you see in there that God is demonstrating the love that he has for us. And then you go to verse 10, which goes back to the idea that God is love. So consider this. John is really, he's basically saying, you know, hey, let's, let's love one another. Just as Christ has loved us, right? And, and how did he love us? God loved us by sending his son Jesus to pay the ultimate price for our sins. And you know what love really is? God is love. What an incredible truth this is about God. And earlier in 1 John, uh, we actually find there is a verse that mentions one of the attributes of God. Um, it should be on the screen. It would be 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, which goes on to state, and it, it will be on your notes as well, that God is light, and in him exists no darkness. So our God is the God of light, and he is the God of love. And what's so interesting, kind of as a side note about this, is... If you guys have ever read about or heard about other religions of the world, they constantly tell you about what you need to do. There's this proverbial list, this checklist. You have to do A, B, C. You have to do 1, 2, and 3. And not only that, you have to continue to do this just to somewhat please God. Well, that's very interesting that these other religions say this. But then you have Christianity, which says it's about what God did. Isn't that interesting? I remember hearing a famous pastor once say, it's not about what we can do, but what has already been done. And that, that's just so interesting to me, especially if you, if you guys have ever heard about any other religion. They'll say, you know, I have to pray ten prayers, I have to face a certain direction, and I have to, I have to do this list, you know. And if I don't do this list, then, you know, God's going to be angry at me. But that's not the God that we believe in. God has loved us first and foremost, and he has done this by sending his son. And it goes back to what we're going over in this set of verses. It is crucial for us to understand that God is light and God is the God of love. And God is outside of what we know as time. Because God loved us, right? He knew us before we were born. He loves us, and he continues to love us. Um, so much of 
he loves us and he's outside of time. And, and what's so interesting about that is that each and every day, God does give us a choice. You see, God gives us a choice about whether or not to follow or to not follow. And God wants us to choose him. Not to force us to choose him, but we do have that choice. The idea that God has, um, the love that has, that God has for each and every one of us, this is a love that is unconditional. And it is a love that is sacrificing. And it just amazes me that the creator of the heavens and the earth, right, he chooses to give us this opportunity to turn to him. And he sent his one and only son for us. Like, that's just amazing to me. Not only does God love us, but he... I like, I like to tell people this as a side note, that God has done more for humanity than humanity has ever thought possible. That's an amazing thing to me. So the question may come up, well, why did God send his only son? Well, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that our sins could be washed away. God sent his son so that we could have a chance at having, being one with him, being in communion with him, having that relationship with him. You see, when we go back to the Garden of Eden, I'm sure many of you know that they disobeyed the Lord and sin entered the world. And as the scriptures explain, as in Romans 6.23, it goes on to say that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. So it's very interesting that we have this opportunity to respond to the gift that God is giving to us. So the first thing um, we need to, on your notes, despite our sin and our limitations, God loves you. So that's your first point on there. For God has known you before you were ever born. He knows your names, and he constantly he gives you the opportunity to enter in relationship with him. And what a wonderful God we believe in that gives us such an opportunity. And the second part that you can have that's on your list is that God is love. Now, one thing on, on a more personal note that, that always gets me, it is a struggle for me, and I'm sure it's a struggle for many of us, is this idea that God loves me regardless of what I've done. And I constantly think to myself, you know, I get hard on myself for the mistakes that I've done. And I constantly think, oh, you know, why did I do this? I, you know, I, I shouldn't have done that. And I get, I get so fixated on that. And yet, God does forgive me. And the scriptures are very clear about that. And that we are to seek out God and ask for his forgiveness. And it's a done deal. Yet, why is it so hard for me as a human being to forgive my own self? I just think that that's amazing that God is, his love is far beyond what, that of what I can understand as love. And then what I can understand is forgiveness. You see, I'm, I am more of that, you know, black and white kind of thinker. I do think of the worst possible situations, but it, it, I have to be reminded that that's not how God works, you know. I'm always, I'm just in awe about how the Lord loves us. And he forgives us. And he wants us to confess our sins. He wants us to come to him. There's also the famous verse that's also found in 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 9, which goes on to say, and it, it, it's, it speaks to this earlier in the book. 
if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. He goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is amazing to me. Because it makes me think, if God can love me like that, and he can forgive me like that, shouldn't I be able to do the same? Shouldn't I exhibit that kind of love, that the, the same kind of love that God has for me? We'll get to that. So going back to verse 10, we're told what love is not. And love is not this love of what mankind thinks of love. Rather, love is far beyond what, what my mind or what your mind or what your mind can think of. It's something that's, it's not only humbling, but it, it's also very fascinating. Because if you think about it, I am limited in my understanding, right? You hear about this in leadership all the time, that we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, right? We all have our potential of what we can and cannot do. And yet, no matter if, if I reach my potential or not, God is still outside of that. That's just amazing to me, that humankind is limited. And we as people, we, we have a limited amount of days here on the earth, do we not? We're living in this thing um, known as life. And it's crazy to see how fast life, time goes by, right? We're limited in the capacity. We're limited in the amount of days that we have here on the earth. And in the same way, we're limited in our understanding of God. We're limited in our capacity of how to love. God is beyond that. It's very interesting to me. I'm sure, furthermore, that many of us think of the love that our culture teaches. How do we love culturally? And if you think of our, our culture, you know, human love is it's, it's much different than the love that God has for us. For God's love is unconditional even if we do him wrong. Now, I want you guys to think about this. When somebody does you wrong, are you quick to forgive? More often than not, our culture says, you did me wrong, so I want to seek revenge. But that's not the love that God has. It's, that's, to me, that's, that's just fascinating to see that even in our culture, they have a very limited understanding of what love is. God will love us even when we don't love him back. God's love is constant, it's unchanging, and it always, he always gives us that opportunity to come to him. I mean, how often, how often are we hurt by friends or families, coworkers and strangers? When someone does us wrong, more often than not, it's very hard to forgive. And even when we think, when we say we're going to forgive, it's very hard for us to forget. It's just interesting that even now in our postmodern culture that people tell us we should have hatred when someone does us wrong, but yet when we do God wrong, he'll still love us. That's very interesting to me. God, on the other hand, he does love us, and he calls us to love like him. Human love is absolutely nothing compared to the love, the capacity of love that God has for us and that he continues to show us each and every day. How much greater is the love that God has for us? And how amazing is it that we need to reflect on this love that God has for us? God loves us, and he calls us 
God sends us an invitation to begin that relationship with him. His love is never going to fade. It's never going to end. This love that God has in store for us, it's an open invitation for us to come to him. His love is perfect. And we, on the other hand, we're not, we're not perfect. And I appreciate what um, one, comment set, one commentator says about this. It says on here, and it should be in your notes, it says, God's inspiring love, his generous affection compels us to obey. If he has done so much for us, how can we do less? Christians who live out such love are exhibiting much more. They are also giving evidence that they have been born from God and know him. We go back to the beginning of the passages, verse 7. We, we see that it's an invitation. This invitation is a reminder that we are to love one another. And this would be the third, um, third point that's on there. In the same way that God loves us, we too must love others. This is so crucial. And this reminds me how Jesus Christ explains in the gospel that we are to love one another as I, as, as Christ has loved us, so you too must love one another. Another verse that really speaks out to me on the same kind of idea is in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, which you have Christ that says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And what an amazing passage that is that kind of fits along um, with what we're going on this morning. We as Christians are to be imitators of Christ by loving others in the same way and in the same manner that the Lord God has loved us. Because God's love is higher than that of mankind. And we are to reflect that. We are to mirror that. We are to show the kind of love that God has for us. There's a song that I remember growing up with. It's a very older song. It's, it's called, um, They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love. And there's a verse in there, and, and that's basically the main, the main verse in there. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. Yes, they, the world, the community, other Christians, they will know we are Christians by our love. And that just reminds me about just everything that we're talking about today, that, that this love that God has, it's so much greater than human love. And we're to reflect that. That's just amazing. The greatest love that God has shown for mankind is the action of him sending his only son to pay the price for our sins. You see, God is perfect in his way. God is absolutely perfect. And he is perfect in his love. The love that he has for us is love that is, is just beyond anything that any of us can imagine. God is love. And as Christians, we're called to love in others in the same way that God has loved us. It's interesting, if you go back to verse 8, it says, whoever does, not, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So that's a reminder to us that we, we should not let our hearts grow cold or, or full of hatred. Rather, may we be encouraged to love just like the way that the Lord God has loved us. 
You know, when we make a decision to follow Christ, we leave behind the old life and we put on the new identity that exists in Christ. That's something exciting for me. That's something that we're to be reminded of. Our new identity exists in Christ, so let us love just like how God has loved us. So then the question comes up, well then, how do we apply these verses to everyday life? Well, we do this for our three takeaways. That's found on your sheet. We need to recognize, so recognizing God's love. So we do this by recognizing God's love. That's the first one. We do this by responding to God's invitation. And then the third one is reaching out to others through love. And with that, I want to ask you guys, do you guys realize that the Lord God loves you and he has known you and he wants you to enter in a relationship with him? God always He always has that door open for you to make a decision to follow Christ. If you have not made that decision, I encourage you to make that decision today because there's no no other God like our God. God will love you and he always has that, that door open for you. And for those of you who are Christians... Some of us do struggle. Some of us do. We have our difficulties. You always have the opportunity to reunite with the Lord and rededicate your life to Christ. You always have that opportunity. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time and this opportunity to come together in this place. Your word is truth. Your word is life. We are such needy people. We rely on you so much. For your love is amazing. Your love is pure. And as we have just read, God, you are love. What an inspiration is it to know that you loved us, you love us, and you continue to love us. May the love that comes from you, may we mirror that. May we reflect that so that the surrounding communities, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our families, our co-workers, the strangers that we meet, that they may see that love that we have that comes from you. May it flow through us For we want to go out into the world and love people in the way that you have loved us. It is in your name that we pray. Amen.